telling how many people are watching right now but I know there's more than two or three because there's more than two or three that are here right now so we declare your glory in our midst we receive your glory and we receive your presence God manifest yourself show yourself strong and your saints will never be ashamed that they trusted in the Lord in Jesus' name. Come on now, somebody put your hands together and give God a radical praise in this house tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Well, you may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. I know that right here in Texas, there's a lot of people worried about the weather. We've seen some crazy changes that way in the weather. We also have seen a lot of blessings where God has covered us yeah. through those weathers. It wasn't too long ago that there was a tornado trying to drop down in our backyard, right? <laughs> but not today. Not today. We told it it's got to go back, and that's exactly what happened. We saw it coming down. It funneled down, and it went right back up. And uh, you can speak peace in the midst of the storm. Somebody say amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to talk to you tonight for just a few minutes. I want to talk with you and Dr. Noemi. Uh, I want her to share some significant insights with us, but I want to talk to you. How many of you feel like there is something more ahead of you? Amen. 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 And it's, how many of you understand that in order to achieve what God has for us, we must grow. Y'all understand that? We, we, we have to grow. And I want to talk to us tonight a little bit about the idea of our mindset. Because mindset is a great deal to do with the ability to grow. Mindset is defined as an established set of attitudes that are held by someone 
Cambridge Dictionary defines it this way, a person's way of thinking and their opinions. Opinions. Not necessarily truth. Just the way they think and their opinions. Y'all still here? Miriam Webster defines it as a mental attitude or an inclination. Inclination. Inclinations, um, so many times, are born out of how we have lived our entire life. And if my entire life hasn't got me to where I want to be, then sometimes I may not want to be living according to my inclination because I'm probably going to repeat the same old stuff. Y'all with me? So have you, have you ever felt like that you really wanted to grow, but you felt stuck? Anybody ever felt stuck? Like you're just stuck in a place and you're just stuck at a level and it's, uh, it's, it's a certain place and you cannot seem to just get out of the stuckness. <laughs> I know that's not really a word, but it, it, it's going to work for us tonight, all right? <laughs> it's that stickiness, that stuckness. But I really believe that our mindset has so much to do with whether we are stuck or whether we are going to grow beyond our stuckness. So I really, I'm, I'm going to lean on my wife's expertise uh, tonight a little bit here for this. But Dr. Noemi, I understand that there are two different mindsets that people carry growth mindset and a fixed mindset. So can you talk to us just a little bit and help us understand how important our mindset is in the ability to grow? Right, and so the, 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 to start is a mindset is how we think, the belief, and how we process. Mm. Um, when we think of being in a fixed mindset, we think this is the belief that this is the way I was born, these are my traits, this is the, then you hear the, the, even the comment, this is the way I've always been. Yeah, always been. And I'm so, yeah, this is the way I've always been. And so that just continues to, uh, as if it's part of like an arm. Right. <laughs> or, or a leg. Uh, but it's a mindset, it's a belief. It's mm. a belief on, a, on something that you believe that you um, have grown up with, or maybe this is inherited because my father, my mother was this way. And because that belief is so strong, and I guess a, an example is, you've heard of people who say that they have flat feet, they can't run. Mm. And I remember growing up thinking, well, you know, I can't run, I'm doomed, you know, I won't be able to do it. And I remember hearing that belief in early life that because I was born with flat feet, I wouldn't be able to run. And so that changed my, the way I saw things, even with the way I performed in PE, when I would go to certain uh, tasks that it required for me to do some running. Later on in life, I realized that's just a belief, right. not a fact. Right. And so the more I learned about that, um, I was kind of voluntold to go help with a uh, uh, a 3K race and a 5K. They say, oh, they're just, you're just going to help organize. I said, great, I'll help out. Get in there. We found out it was a leukemia uh, fundraiser. And not only are you fundraising, but you're also running. Oh, wow. 
And I remember the belief, I have flat feet, I can't run. It's just, it's not going to work. Then I realized it wasn't a fact, and I was seeing all these people and all these athletes that are able to uh, run two minutes and run five minutes. And the, the thing is, is that when you're in a fixed mindset, you're right. If you believe you can't, you can't. Right. If you believe you can, you can. Yes. And so if, the, if I, the mindset needed to switch from, I have flat feet, I can't run, well, then I was going to be, my mind was agreeing with my body, not allowing the ability for me to expand or find out if it's a possibility. But then, then I realized there were plenty of athletes that had flat feet. Mm. And I could see them running. I could see kids running. And I remember thinking, if they can do it, why can't I? So that created the mindset of possibilities. See, it took me from a fixed mindset to a possibility mindset. That's good. That not only I could not just run three minutes, then I could do a 5K, yeah. a 10K. Until today, I've run three marathons. Wow. Because I changed the belief. I'll drive behind and bring your water. <laughs> The belief, if, if I hadn't changed the belief or the mindset that it was a fixed mindset because I carried on by someone else that said that, yeah. I wouldn't have even entertained the fact that there is a possibility. So the difference is a fixed mindset says there's limitations, things cannot be done. A growth mindset says possibilities. That's good. And learning new skills on how to increase those possibilities. That's very good. That's very good. And uh, that's, that's exactly what we're talking about tonight when we talk about growth mindset. We're talking about the possibility. What if you open the door to something new in you? Amen. What if, and you say, but I'm too old. I want to tell you, there are no limitations in God. And I want you to know that God can help us as well as we can with our own mindset, but God can help us in these times of the destruction of being stuck. There's a scripture in Psalm 40. David said, I waited patiently for the Lord. That's why I just couldn't get off that line just a minute ago. I will wait on you because there's something about waiting on the Lord. There's something about saying, God, I don't know what to do right now, but I'm going to wait on you. And David said, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined to me. That means he turned to me, and he heard my cry. He brought me up out of the pit of destruction. Boy, that's like bringing you out of depression. That's like right. bringing you out of the low place. That's like bringing you out of something that you can't get yourself out of. He said, he brought me up out of the pit of destruction. And, and hear this too. That low place is a place of destruction. It is meant to destroy you. Not construct, but destruct mm -hmm. you. And he said, out of the miry clay. Somebody say miry clay. Miry clay. We used to sing a song. He brought me out of the miry clay. He set my feet on a rock to stay. He put a song in my heart today, a song of praise. Hallelujah. Y'all remember those old songs? 
We used to sing that song because that's exactly what we were talking about. God brought us out. The word miry means sticky clay. In fact, many times when it's talked about in the Bible, it's talked about that somebody was put in the mire and they began to sink. Mm -hmm. They sunk in it. Mm -hmm. And it's like you can never really get out of it. And it's a nasty, dirty, it's, it's a slime pit, if you will. And it's a place where they put refuge. It's a place where they uh, put waste or whatever, like animal dung or human dung or anything else. And they made these pits where they put that. And David said, I was in the pit of that. And he said, but God heard me and pulled me up out of that. And he set me up on a rock, making my footsteps firm. All of a sudden, I had firm ground underneath my feet. And he said this, but he didn't just leave me there because he put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. In other words, he restored my joy. That's good. All right, if you're here tonight and you're hearing what I'm saying, I want you to know that if you're in a place, if you're watching tonight, if you're in a place where you feel like you can't get out of and you don't know how to get your mind around it to even begin to change your mindset like Dr. Noemi was talking about, if you don't even know how to do that, then just wait patiently on the Lord. Amen. And he will incline his ear. And you don't wait on the Lord by fussing. <laughs> you don't wait on the Lord by complaining. You wait on the Lord by looking anxiously for him and calling his name and giving him praise and giving him glory. And as you do that, he will incline himself to you, hear your cry, bring you up out of the pit of destruction, bring you out of the miry clay, put your feet on a rock and put a song in your mouth and restore your joy. Amen. Then you can open up to some possibilities. Come on, somebody. David even went through a stuck place, if you will. And I want you to look at Ephesians 4. Ephesians 4. This is a very, very familiar scripture that I'm not really sure we pay a lot of attention to when we read it. But the Bible says this in verse 11. He gave some as apostles. Everybody say apostles. Apostles. Some as prophets. Some as evangelists. Evangelists. Some as pastors and teachers. teachers apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers we call that the fivefold ministry it is for watch this the equipping of the saints now if you're going to equip somebody you're equipping them for something specific Amen. you don't just equip people and say well i don't know what you're going to do you know, because you wouldn't know what equipment to give them. If I'm going to equip you to go to battle, then I'm going to give you not a BB gun. Come on, y'all. I'm going to give you something that can wreak havoc on the enemy. That's right. So I need to know what the assignment is. The, the apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are made to innately understand that we are called to equip the saints, watch this, for the work of service. 
Wow, wow, wow. For the work of service. That ought to got a big amen, but That's you know, great. everybody wants, well, I wanted something bigger than just service. Well, I got news for you. That's what we all do. That's right. That's what we That's all do. Good. That's what this is all about. The whole church, the whole kingdom is about service. It's service leadership, servant leadership. He said, for the work of service, watch this, and it's we equip the saints for the work of service to the building up building up somebody say building up building up that sounds like growing to me come on y'all of the body of christ now it doesn't say the apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers are building up the body of christ we equip the saints for the work of service so that they can build up come on y'all that's right build up, up the body of christ in other words we should be encouraging one another to grow at all times amen if I see my brother stuck in life, we ought to be able to go to them and say, hey, man, come on, I know you got this. I know tough, uh, tough times are here, and you can go through some rough times, but let me tell you, God's with you, God's got you, and you're going to come out of this thing, and, man, God is going to help you, and we can encourage one another to good works. Amen. Come on, somebody. Yes. He once said this in verse 13, until we all attain the unity. Somebody say unity. Unity. Get ready for that word unity. Get used to that word because that's something you're going to hear a lot in these latter days. The body of Christ must come into unity of the faith. Come on, somebody. Amen. Doesn't mean that we have to believe every little detail of every little thing just alike but it means that we come into a place where we have one common goal, and that is Christ and his presence. That is the perfecting of the saints. That is the work of the ministry in the earth. We're not here for anything else. I'm not here to fuss and complain. I'm not here to, to uh, see what you dress like, see what you wear, see what your car is, or anything else. I am here because we are trying to bring Jesus Christ to a place where he can rule and reign and we want to set this place up for him amen? amen he said until we all attain the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the son of god to a mature man mature everybody say mature, mature. yeah to mature somebody has to grow that's right in other words you can't keep an infantile uh, a little baby-like mindset the Bible says, Jesus said, unless we become like little children, we cannot enter the kingdom of God. But it doesn't say unless we become childish. <laughs> we got to be like little kids. We just can't be childish. I'm going to say that again. We got we to be like little kids be in the fact that we, we have no prejudice about our faith. It's like God said it, man. I believe it. Let's do it. God is with us. Let's go. God is for us. Let's do this thing. So he said, until we all attain the unity of the faith, the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. Now, if we're going to be in the fullness of Christ, that means that a lot of us have got a lot of growing to do. Are we, are we here tonight? And he said, as a result, here it comes, we are no longer to be children. Why? Because we're going to be a mature man. Right. So we're no longer to be children, 
tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. You know what waves are? Remember when we were talking about Peter getting out of the boat and all this stuff and the waves? It's like the wheel, the wind was blowing the waves and the will of the wind. Listen, there's people that's going to fight you. There's people that's in it. And the people don't even know they're fighting you. They're not smart enough to know they're fighting you. They think they're just, they're just talking about somebody. They think they're just sharing information. But people don't know what we really do to one another. Listen, we ought to make a rule around here that if you can't say it in front of the person, you don't say it at all. Amen. If you can't say what you got to say to your sister's face, then be quiet. <laughs> if you can't say what you got to say to your brother's face, then be quiet. That's right. And I ain't talking about being ugly because ugly is not allowed either. Jesus don't like ugly, y'all. Come on, y'all. He said, as a result, we're no longer, I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to bring it out because I want you to hear it. He said, we're no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine. Waves are not doctrine. Waves are ideas from people. Right. It is disgruntled people. It is divisive people. The Bible says to mark those who cause division among you. That's right. And if somebody is causing division in the body, you don't want to be around them. Amen. I'm just going to tell you plain out truth. He said, as a result, and, and watch this, uh, by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness in deceitful scheming. Deceitful means lying, means not truthful scheming. He says in verse 15, watch this, but speaking the truth in love. See, that takes the meanness out of it. Come on, y'all. You got to speak the truth, but you got to be in love when you say it. And just because there is truth don't mean it always needs to be spoken. That's right. Oh, y'all, come on in here. You don't always have to tell everything. Sometimes God will reveal something to you so you know how to protect, how to protect yourself and how to pray. That's right. That's right. He didn't reveal that so you could go run and tell somebody. He revealed it so you would know how to pray, know how to protect yourself. But he says, but speaking the truth in love, we are to grow. Everybody say grow. 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 We're to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ, from whom the whole body being fitted and held together by what every joint supplies, according to the proper working of each individual part, causes the growth of the body. For the building up of itself, watch this, these last two words are vital, in love. Right. Building up of itself in love. So there's something about being in an environment, um, working and participating in a group of people uh, that Paul says we should be able to speak the truth in love. So I want Dr. Noemi to talk to us just for a minute about this too because it seems that our modern day society doesn't like to receive feedback. So 
that we, uh, we have no place really for speaking the truth in love. Because if you speak the truth to me, whether it's in love or whether whatever it is, if you say something that I don't like, then it's hate speech or it's ugly or I can sue you or, you know, now we've got a job issue and now I can go to the manager and I can do all this. It's hard to find a place in today's society where you can have true, honest feedback. But how critical, Dr. Noemi, to our personal development is it that we learn to openly listen to constructive, not criticism, input? Right. It's important and it's really essential. True leaders surround themselves by people who communicate, who are authentic and are genuine in feedback. It is crucial, it's important, and it's um, one of those steps that they don't view it as criticism. Again, it's done with love. That's right. the key, right? right? The key is done with love. You're not going to grow because you can't see your faults. Right. It takes someone else to see it. That's what we say in, in a relationship, in a friendship. Um, it takes someone else that loves you enough, that cares for you enough to say, hey, maybe you shouldn't say that. Or, you know, have a conversation. Hey, are you open? You know, there's just certain things that I think that would really help come things together in a more productive way and love you enough to be able to give you that feedback. Right. But many times it's taken as criticism. Right. And so we shy away from it or we get don't, serve, we get defensive. Um, and you know when you're getting defensive because then I, you know, like I tell in the marriage ministry, you know, you, you check your heart. You check your heart, right. just like your check engine light. You know, your check engine, t uh, check engine light tells you there's a problem that there is a need for you to take a look at something's going on in the engine that you've got to pay attention yeah. and really took a, take a look at the maintenance that is required for you to not have a bigger problem. Right. So in marriage ministry, I tell them, I said, you got to know when you're having a conversation with someone, and, and I use the, the example of the spouse, you got to check your heart. It's your check engine light. When you are checking your heart, you're going to come from the right place. You're going to love the person enough, and there's going to be that continuous communication that there's understanding and there's compassion. Right. When you go beyond your heart and you start going to your head, you're feeling it because you feel the warmth. You know you're getting upset, and then, oh, well, it's all gone now because now you've said the wrong thing at the wrong time. Yeah, you can't think. The psychology behind that is that, you know, when you're in that process, your mind completely, your, your mind to be able to process problems completely shuts down. Mm. So there's nothing productive that's going to come out of the conversation other than you're in this now other, now you went from shut down to fight, fl uh, flight, or freeze. Now you want, you feel like you're being defensive and I, I got to defend myself because I'm being hurt. I got to protect myself. So by that time, You've already shut down, you're in defensive mode, and what happens? The next words that come out <laughs> is when we get into trouble. Right. That's when you say the wrong thing, or you right. don't process, and then that's when you now you go into this pit of, I gotta apologize because I said the wrong thing after you realized it. But if you check your, your heart first, you check that, that is your signal to tell you, caution. Mm -hmm. yep. Caution, take a step back. 
go back and process um, and before you say something that you will regret. Right. So it's always important to, again, and I use this CYT, check your thoughts because your thoughts takes into your emotions that relieves into the body that no longer, now your emotions are controlling your thoughts and you're no longer in control of what really you want to achieve. So the importance is that you surround yourself. So true leaders surround themselves with, with people who are going to support them, give them feedback with love for growth, not for criticism. Right. You don't take it as criticism when I know that I, my, my friend, my, my husband is wanting me to improve in something, I wanna hear it. Because sure. I wanna be better because you're telling me I wanna bring value. If I'm missing it, I want someone that is gonna be able to love me enough Understand the difference. Love you enough. I don't want agreement partners. Because in agreement partners, you don't grow. Right. It is through leadership and someone that loves you enough that gives you. So that's what sets apart the mindset of a fixed mindset and a growth mindset. So CYT, control your thoughts. Control how your thoughts, your beliefs, your patterns, or behavior. And always be aware of what thoughts are driving because the thoughts that are driving are driving the emotions that are creating the patterns that creates the habits. Yeah. And so it's important to understand what are those thoughts so that we can change from a fixed mindset to a growth mindset. A growth mindset says opportunities. A fixed mindset says this is the way I am. I'm not going to change. And I am fixed on the fixed pit, the fixed yeah. clay, because this is the way I was assigned. And that's, that's a lie. That is a lie of the enemy. Yeah, because the other one means uncomfort. The other one says there's got to be change, and no one likes change. That is, a con that is a psychological fact. No one likes change because it takes you out of your comfort. Yeah. And because it's taking you out of comfort, you got to step outside. We talk about stepping outside the box. Right. Inside the box is the comfort zone. Yes. But step out of the box, I don't know. It's the unknown. Yes. But we say we're people of faith. This is when our faith kicks in. We know that God is going to get us, and he's got us already because he watches over his word. Yep. But we got to agree to the word. Yes. Have to come into alignment with that's the word. Right, Amen. Amen. And that's, that's really what we're talking about tonight is being able to be in that place, in that safe space, and that place where you can talk to one another, where you can build up one another. The Bible says that we should provoke one another to good works. Amen. Provoke one another to good works and push one another to good works to uh, help each other do better the next time. Uh, I love that story that I told Sunday morning uh, about the uh, guy in the military and uh, as a Navy SEAL. And uh, he said that in, in the, the finishing portion of that run, that he hit that wall. And when he looked up and he saw his friends already on the rocks, standing there and their eyes locked just for seconds, he said when he saw that fist go up in the air and he heard his partner yell, didn't even know what he said, he just heard him yell. And he said, something happened inside me that I could not do on my own. My mind couldn't make me do it. And so 
I want us to understand that tonight, God is wanting us to grow beyond the norm. He's wanting us to move into something that is different. This is a new season in Christ. So I want to close it out with this. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Somebody say transformed. Transformed. By the renewing of your mind. You remember the little transformers? It looked like a car, but when you started undoing it, it became this big giant thing. Get transformed. You look like one thing right now, but you don't, we don't even know what you're about to be in God because God is about to transform Amen. you so that you may be able to prove the will of God. So I hope this has helped somebody tonight. Has this Amen. helped anybody in here tonight? I, I just want, um, Dr. Noemi, would you quickly tell us how that everybody who's watching online can stay in touch with us. Yes, absolutely. We are um, under YouTube, under the church, Encounter Church Fort Worth, dash Bishop Gary Oliver. So you can always find us on YouTube. You can uh, watch us online. Uh, we have a website, EncounterChurchFortWorth.org. And also we are live every Sunday at 10 a.m. We go live at 7 p.m. online as well. And we are coming in the house on Wednesdays. Uh, We had Wednesday revivals every Wednesday, and now we're going live every Wednesday in-house and online. So we invite you into the house. Um, If you need directions, you need prayer, feel free to reach out to us. We have our intercessors ready to pray for you. We love, there's nothing like fellowship within other brothers that are believed in, in within the family of Christ. So we invite you to come in, be part of, and fellowship, and feel the presence that God has here at Encounter Church. We are glad you joined us tonight. Again, this is Bishop Gary Oliver and my lovely wife, Dr. Noemi Oliver. We thank you for being with us here at The Secret Place in Encounter Church, Fort Worth, Texas. We'll see you soon. God bless you. Take me to that sea